Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about truth and grace boldly. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and you are listening to episode 102 of Kindled. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Karen Burley about private school. As you know, if you've been listening along, we are in the middle of, we're actually nearing the end of our education mini series. And if you are new here and you have not been listening along or just listening in for the first time, this is a series where I've interviewed two ladies who have chosen homeschool, private school, and public school to educate their kids along with their husbands. And so (laughs) it sounds like they're educating their husbands. You know what I mean. So we've been doing this for a couple weeks now, and these are the last two interviews. They're airing today and tomorrow. And I'm just, I've been very blessed by this series. I mean, personally, I've been blessed by these ladies' stories and the wisdom they've shared and how they have continued to point us back to freedom even in the midst of them making a choice. I think often we get caught up in feeling that because someone has chosen differently than us, that means they think we're wrong or that we should have chosen what they chose. And I don't think that anyone here has given that vibe and and has expressed that. And so if you are someone that has felt judged by your education decisions in the past from friends or from others, whether that was actually vocalized or even just assumed or kind of in your head, I hope that you'll allow this to weigh on the side of truth that hey, not everybody is actually sitting around judging you. And and while some people are, I know that is true, there's a lot of people who aren't. There's a lot of people who are just trying to figure out their own situations and their own kids and what's best for their own families. And I think we can all agree that's enough for us. There's enough on our plate there to try and just stay plugged in with your own kids and their needs and kind of reassessing all the time how you can parent them best and how you can be there for them and support them and teach them and parent them, honestly. So I hope that these have served to do that, honestly, and just kind of show us how in our own situations most of us are and that we don't need to be worried that everybody is always thinking about what we're doing because they're just not. So anyways, just wanted to add that little side note. It's been a good reminder for me. So maybe it has for you too. All right, I'm going to hop right into my conversation with Karen. Here we go. Well, hello, Karen. Welcome to Kindled. Hi. Thanks for being here. So I would love for you, if you could, just to take a second to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us about yourself and your family. Well, I am a wife and a mother to two boys. My sons are 12 and 14, so in the throes of middle school right now. Mm -hmm. My husband and I own a plumbing business, a small plumbing business here in the Kansas City metro area. And I also work full-time outside of the home and, if you will, outside of that business, the regular 40 hours during the work week for a corporation. And I've been in this job in in the corporate world for 21 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So that can kind of, you can start guessing ages by doing that math. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I get you. So what choice have you guys made in regards to schooling your kids and and their education? Our children have been in private Christian school at the same school since kindergarten. And we made that decision at the end of the preschool year for my oldest. 
my children, with the fact that I do work a full-time corporate job, my, my children were in daycare. They were in an in-home daycare first and then a daycare center. And the daycare center was recommended by another Christian mother. The um, administrator of the daycare center was herself a Christian, but they, besides praying at lunchtime and they had, you know, just a formal prayer um, that was the same every day. I don't know that that they I, they didn't do like Bible stories during story time, but was uh, what we would have considered, you know, moral, you know, based on what we believe. So when we made the decision for Ian to go to private school, we actually only interviewed at one school, which is Heritage Christian Academy. Mm-hmm. And going into that and talking about concerns, you know, I know um, Heritage is run by Presbyterian denomination and um, it's knowing that denomination, we agree with it doctrinally, but I also was concerned that, hey, will there be any issues with a mother working full-time outside of the home in Ian being accepted in terms of the application process? So that was a question that came up and, and I was expecting it. And the principal actually did ask that question. And I explained the reasons why I worked outside the home, which are reasons that we believe God has ordained specifically to provide additional income, but also with us owning a a small plumbing business to provide health insurance for our family. Mm -hmm. That was the prime, that is truly the primary reason. Okay. Yeah. So so. did they, so there was a question about that? That was a problem? That was not not a problem, but... It wasn't a problem, but it was a question. And I will say it was a question I was going to, that I was expecting. And I mean, I would say in the conservative, if if you will, evangelical world, there is more of a, what I say, approval of mothers who stay home. And and, and maybe that's just Mm -hmm. my, you know, what I see and what I've experienced. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I knew I was apprehensive about that going in. Um, yeah. But I will say, you know, the administration, they're reasonable. I mean, they're reasonable in um, understanding there is open communication with the administrators at our school. And I'm very grateful for that. When we made the decision for Ian to go, um, we did a tour of the school. We got to see, you know, the kindergarten and just have a chance to ask the principal specific questions, just like they, you know, they were interviewing us, we were interviewing them. Right, right. That's a good reminder and a point for that to be as, as we are evaluating schools or or feel like they're evaluating us that we really need to be deciding, is this somewhere that I want my kid to be in? Right. You know, right. So was that, was it a hard decision for you? Like you said that you chose private school kind of from the get-go. Did it feel like, hey, we've always kind of known that we were going to do private or did you consider any other options? Did it feel like a very like difficult decision for you to make? It wasn't a difficult decision. Matt and I have always been on the same page in terms of Christ being the center of our home and looking at everything in life through the lens of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we don't struggle just as as sinners daily to live it out, but that's, you know, where the grace of God comes in through repentance. And when we were making the decision for Christian school, I had several friends, good friends that homeschool their children. And, you know, I, I do work outside the home and leaving this job was not an option for us. Mm -hmm financially, but we also recognized, hey, there's going to be a financial burden to put our children in private school. But hey, 
God has provided this job that enables us to do that. Yeah. Um, so the additional income there, it's something that we have that I know other parents who want to put their kids in Christian school don't have. And so what I've found, you know, talking to other homeschool parents, there's some who are just, we're homeschooling because we want to control the start to the finish of what our children, how our children are educated, what they are taught. We get to pick the specific curriculum for our kids. But then there's other folks I know that homeschools and would love to have their kids in private Christian school, but don't have the resources for it financially. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're fortunate in that our, our school does have financial aid, but it is capped and it is first come first serve, but it, they, they do look at true income and livable income family by family. So okay, that's one thing there. Um, so there is something, but even for some families, it's, it's not enough. And logistically, I mean, especially if there's lots of children in the family, there's logistics that play into, can there be additional income coming in to do this? And so each, each family has to make their own decision. And, you know, that's something that I would say is, you know, you pray, you pray and say, Lord, how do I see this? And what decision do we make here? And um, usually I would say the answer the Holy Spirit gives you the obvious answer for your particular family. Yes. You know, I would also say public school was scratched off of our plate after talking to my mom who had been an educator for over 20 years in public school. And um, what she had seen over that time period towards the end of that was that teachers were no longer allowed, at least in the school district she was in, to tell a child, what you did was wrong, that that was too harsh and too negative. And so there wasn't a way to truly provide correction or help provide correction in a lot of the situations. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm just thinking of just blatant ones. Hey, you know, this child hit another child. Right. I saw it and I could not tell the child that hit this other child for no reason whatsoever that what they did was wrong. Even, mm, wow. even though, you know, my mom's a Christian and she could have explained why it was wrong. Yeah. The school district just said, no, we don't do that. And so wow. that what was, what does that leave you with? What, what do you, what I does mean, that leave how you do with? you, how do you deal with that? Cause right. obviously, obviously everybody in the situation knows it's wrong, including the kid that did it. You know? Right. Cause right. they have a conscience, but I, they have a conscience, but I mean, I think the concern there was so much on the child's esteem, mm-hmm. if you will, than it was on their character. I think that was the difference. And so, you know, we knew that Christian school would provide the training in character development that we were providing at home. Right. So it was just a reinforcement of, of what we're teaching our children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I I think that makes a lot of sense, and is what a lot of people are you know have in mind as they're making that choice for private school or something other than public. You know, I know a lot of families that that have expressed that same sentiment. I had not heard that teachers were not allowed to say that something was wrong, although it doesn't surprise me all that much. I remember a while ago hearing about this deal where teachers in public schools were being told not no longer to use red pens when marking up a student's paper because it was, it made them feel too bad or too like too much of a failure. And so they were using other colors like purple or pink or blue 
<laughs> and it's just right. like, I mean, I get like, not like obviously wanting to shame a child, like for right. un- unduly when, you know, they're learning how to write or read or something, or, or if something's new or hard for them, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it, there does come the question too of like, well, when is it okay to say that something is actually incorrect? <laughs> you know, whether it's an action or um, you actually didn't get this question right. And it's, it's okay, but here's why it's okay. Because your identity isn't in your performance. It's right. in Christ. And, exactly. And we know that, but a child doesn't know that, right? Right. And from a feelings perspective, considering your child's feelings, we constantly say at our house, even now, I know you don't like to be disciplined, but know that you're loved because we're disciplining you. And that's straight out of scripture. We know that we're loved by God because he disciplines us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, teaching that there is a difference between discipline and true punishment is something I think every parent has, has to navigate. Right. So, yeah, very true. So when you were, you know, making that choice for the first time, was there anything that you realized this is a sacrificial decision for our family? Like we are actually, there, there are real things that we're going to have to sacrifice and that might be hard, disappointing even. Was there anything like that, that you knew at the time would have to change for your family in choosing private school? Well, I mean, obviously your budget's going to change because even though the finances were there, we were using those finances for other things. Yeah. Um, so, and for us, when I say for other things, for us, it wasn't that big of a transition from having to pay for daycare and preschool to private school, but the private school tuition is more than both of those. Sure. And it does go up every year. And so you right. have every year you sit down and adjust your budget to say, okay, you know, this is important to us. We are going to have to to make some adjustments here so mm-hmm. that this is affordable. But I mean, that comes back to stewardship, right? And I would say that in the decision to put our kids in private Christian school, that's a stewardship decision too. We are trying to steward them, raising them and the responsibility of raising them. And we're also um, stewards of our, res- you know, our finances. And I would say that one of the ways that we can show if you will honor honor to God and and gratitude to God for what He's given us is to steward the resources in Christian school. I mean, obviously we don't get any kind of tax deduction or anything like that in putting our kids in private Christian school, but I would say it's a recognition of this is what you've given us, Lord. These are the the finances and resources you've given us, and we want to honor you and how we use those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great. Specifically, when you're talking about how you've had to make adjustments in, in your budget, where you're like, just for the mom listening, who's like, I know that I hear that and that's true, but what would that even look like? Like, as an example, does it mean, hey, we were taking yearly vacations and now we're not? Or is it, did it, did it show up more in like little decisions for you, like whether or not to eat out or, you know what I mean? Like, and I know that's probably very case by case basis, but yeah, I I would say it is a case by case basis. I would say that, you know, yeah, things we would spend extra money on that maybe we didn't have the, you know, didn't have the resources for like eating out would be an example, or I'd like to buy this, this cute shoe, but hey, that's, I, I don't, do I need this? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. those decisions you have to make in everything, right? Do I need this? Um, right. Are there other shoes that are less expensive that are still 
still cute, you know, and managing, truly managing, hey, what's a want versus a need, a true right. need. And I will say this, you know, God has always provided. I mean, yeah. he's always provided. And I always look at circumstances. I, I did a study a long time ago about how God speaks. God speaks through the Bible, through prayer, through circumstances, and through the church to, you know, reveal his will to people and um, help them make decisions on how to to walk out their life. And so in that situation, I would say circumstances for us would be just different affirmations that we um, had along the way that, hey, you know, I got this raise this year and I wasn't expecting it, you know. Yeah. Or I'll use this example, you know, just having our boys in Christian school, you know, our dog ran away and we're just all at home. We're praying, Lord, please let our dog come back. But in the morning, students, you know, can can share prayer requests that are on their heart. And, you know, my son was like, our dog ran away. And the teacher's like, we're going to pray. I mean, they prayed right there about bringing the dog home, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were just grateful for for that. Yeah. And just affirmation that God does care about even little things like that. Right. Yeah. I got to ask, did the, did the dog yes. come home? Yes. <laughs> okay. Actually, yes. And act, I mean, just the strangest things. I'll give you a little detail on this. So the dog was off two miles away and it was, I mean, raining out and just, you know, and we had made a mistake. She was digging out under the fence at the time. Uh-huh. And so Matt reminded me, you cannot put her in the backyard and not be out there with her. I mean, even if you shut the fence and I'm like, okay, I have other things to need to do. She'll be okay out there for like an hour or whatever. <laughs> she mm-hmm. did out and ran away. So it's muddy. It's everything. So we're praying for this. And um, my husband was actually at lunch with one of his guys two days later. And he gets a phone call from a supplier rep actually. And the, the gal said, hey, is this Matt Burley, the, pl- the, the plumber? And he said, yeah. And she said, well, this is so-and-so with, you know, one of our suppliers. And she said, do you have a dog named Sam? Because mm-hmm. she had a collar on with her name. And he said, yeah, I do. She goes, well, I found her running down the street in my neighborhood. And mm-hmm. so it was just interesting how, yeah, that's so crazy. you know, yeah, it was somebody that actually we knew, you know, mm-hmm. not you know, closely, but that Matt had worked with. And, you know, she was just gracious and putting, she had just gotten a new car and she put our messy dog in the backseat of her new car oh my gosh. and drove and met Matt at one of the, um, one of the supply houses to um, drop off Sam. And Matt was just shocked that, yeah, oh goodness, because he said, I can come and get her. And she's like, no, I've got to go here. So <laughs> just logistically it worked out. And so yeah. I'd say just little affirmations like that, that, Hey, God cares. And he notices even something else, right. you know, so, even the things yeah. that we feel like he doesn't, he shouldn't take notice of. He does. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so. cool. So were there any lies that you believed at the outset of your journey as a parent, you know, really just mm-hmm. like high level, uh, you're, you're a parent, you have kids, you're getting to that age of school. It, it's a hard place to be. Um, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. And, um, yeah. and even if, even if you're not in that beginning stages, even if you're just making the jump from grade school to middle school and mm-hmm. then middle school to high school at every yeah. stage, I mean, really and truly every year, there is a renewed need to remind ourselves of the truth because the lies are so much easier to believe. Yeah. 
were there any lies for you specifically that you remember or, or even it, where you're at today with right. your kids, you know, that, yeah. that you, that you fight? Well, I, I mean, and this is a statement about just going into Christian school. I think one, one lie that we believed, and I, I would say we didn't think it was a lie at the time, right, is that every parent there would be a strong Christian and mm-hmm. that every child there would be in a Christian home that was teaching what we were teaching. And I'm talking about the basics of the Christian faith and mm-hmm. what the school is teaching. And that's not the case. It's kind of like, and, and I'm not saying this for everybody, but, you know, as a Christian, you know, I'm not saying in a judgmental way, but you know that it's kind of like the Sunday school bus, right? The parents are putting their kids on the Sunday school bus to go to Sunday school, but we know that they, they don't really care about what they're really being taught themselves, that the children are being taught for themselves, but hey, the kids are, their kids are getting to hear something and it's good, mm-hmm. you know? So I would say just there, there is a lie there that every single family that has their children in Christian schools are parents that truly love Jesus and walk with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that's just evidenced by the fruits and by specific things going on in that family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, which I think brings up a good point of, you know, well, why is that worth mentioning? And I think, you know, it, I can even help answer that possibly because mm-hmm. um, it's something that we're considering too, is, is if we're considering private school, what are the, what is the primary driver? What is the reason we're considering mm-hmm. it? Is it because we are afraid of public? Is it mm-hmm. because you know, of this idea of like, I don't have the patience for homeschooling. I don't want to homeschool. What is it that is really pushing us in that direction? And, you know, I'd like you to answer this too, but I know for me, it is, it is not primarily because I am seeking to insulate my kids from the world, but it is primarily because I want to, I, it's because of what I want positively input into them, the truth mm-hmm. that I want poured into them, the fact that I would want them to have a biblical worldview. And right. I want them, you know, I want them to be around people who are like me. If I can, right. if I have anything to do with it, I want them to be around adults who will pour in truth and knowledge that is in the context of, you know, what is, what is actually true. Like when we're learning about math, we understand mm-hmm. that math works because God designed math, right. Right. those types of things. And so I, I right. think, well, of course, there's also the reality that, yeah, a five-year-old isn't ready to go into the mission field. And I don't think it's right, fair to say, right. we're going to go be missionaries in our school. Well, no, you wouldn't send your kid to Africa, right? Until, right. They, until they can handle what they might see and right. the things they might hear and go, hey, that's, I know that that's not true. And I am not tempted to believe that lie or to, to, to leave this faith that my parents have taught me. And so the reason, you know, I just was kind of drawing the line from you saying, not everyone who goes to private school is a Christian. So that means your kids are still going. And by the way, Christian sin, but you know, it's like your kids are still going to be confronted with things that you wouldn't tell them, things that you wouldn't show them, you know, you might not want to even have them spend time with, they will be around other sinners. And so that's right. That reality of like the sin is on the inside and it's on the outside. And so I don't think that can be our only reason for choosing private school, you know? Right. And, and I don't, I mean, it wasn't for us. Like I said, we want our children to have a kingdom view and know that, like you said, God designed math. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say specifically for our children and some of the things, some of the questions that have come up, 
and I would say specifically to uh, differences in, in the families at school, some of them pretty blatant, it gives us an opportunity to have frank discussions about it. And it also gives us an opportunity to steward our, our children and set an example for them as well to pray for that specific situation. Right. And that's something I think that I would say you can, you can have that in a public school as well, but what you don't have is other believers around you, especially teachers, praying with you on that. Yeah, typically um, anyway, unless right, you're in typically. a unique situation. I'm sure there's a unique situation, but I would say more often than not, again, that is something that is specifically prayed for. Mm-hmm. And and it can even be conversations about health issues, not necessarily sin issues, if you will, but health issues. And I just, I feel like the school my kids go to really is a family. And there, w- there was a severe tragedy a few years back. And the way that it was handled and trying to help the kids navigate through their understanding of God and his love and his sovereignty at the same time was looking back was a gift. Mm-hmm. There was so much grief there, but it was a gift. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Was so. there any uh, scriptures in particular that you have uh, depended on and turned to for direction through these years and these decisions around education? Um, specific scriptures, I would say, you know, and this might be one that everybody mentions, and that's, you know, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, in that the training up of a child is our responsibility to the best of our ability to do that. But we also recognize at the same time that, that God is the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes. And by, by the fact, I mean, with the statement that he's the author, we're just, we're called to be the stewards and as Christians, we have to trust that he is going to, if you will, sustain them so that, you know, in, in, in the second part of the verse where, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. There's so many other scriptures that attest to it's God that keeps us. And there, you know, there's scriptures in, in terms of folks struggling and questioning their faith and, you know, abandoning, but as parents, um, we have to cling to the hope that, the children that we've been given will know the Lord. And we know that the seeds have to be planted by us as parents and that, that God's the one who's going to cultivate it, mm-hmm. but we've done our part. So, yeah, yes, that's good. It's really good um, encouragement. Were there any resources that helped you make this decision as you were making it? I don't even so much as it, it could have been a particular person or a small group or a church community. I would have to say no. I mean, I would say that, you know, my parents were completely supportive of our our children going to Christian school, particularly because of my mom's experience as a Mm -hmm. public school educator. I mean, I went to public school through my entire life and I would just say things were not my experience that many years ago before, you know, our children started school was completely different than what was happening in schools at the time. And there's lots of cultural changes. I mean, just in general, especially mm-hmm. in the, the Western part of the world. So I don't know that we necessarily had other folks around us besides mm-hmm. my immediate family that 
really encouraged us to do so was just kind of like, oh, I understand why. I mean, right. you know, right. and we would get that question, why are you making that decision? And they would ask questions like that. Wow, that's a lot of money. Are you sure you mm-hmm. want to spend money on this? But that that's also an opportunity for communication. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, to be reminded that there will be questions of your decision, no matter what it is. And (laughs) And you'll get questions even by other, like I said, by other Christians. Sure. Yeah. You know, here at the office and, you know, and there's good and bad to it. I mean, there's, like I said before, there's some people who are like, man, that's just too much financially and gives Mm -hmm. me an opportunity to say, well, I mean, if the Holy Spirit's leading you this way, then God will provide the resources for you. Right. But I would also, I would also say then there's other people who it's not necessarily a financial decision, but it's kind of like, Hey, look, you know, they're going to be exposed to all of this stuff anyway, and we can teach them at home. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, you have an even steeper uphill climb in raising your kids than I do. And so, or I will at least. And I just, you know, I mean, there's still sin at at our school. Just like I said, there's, there's families that aren't, you know, walking with the Lord or, or believers. And, but at the same time, I just, you know, the conversations I have with other Christian parents whose kids are in public school is just, Hey, what's this like for you? How often do you have to have these kind of conversations? So it's, it's a good opportunity for me to understand as well. And there's difference from spectrum, you know, to, oh man, my kid has to, has gone through this and he has come home and asked me about this too. Yeah. I, I really haven't, you know, my children haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it's a good opportunity for me to gain some understanding as well. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, in both of those contexts, like you will be provided with opportunities and, you know, and as believers in either situation, it is our response that God is like looking at yeah. and, and, and demonstrating that we trust him, you know, through those, right. uh, wherever we're at in that situation. So, right. Right. Yeah. And that, that's a good point that you've just made that in the decisions that, that each family makes, um, each Christian family makes, it's a trust issue. Like yeah. I, tr- I trust you, God, that I'm making the best choice for my family. And we also, I also have to believe, and and I would say in general, the church has to believe that the Holy Spirit, he is faithful in, Mm -hmm. he is faithful in correcting us too. Yeah. You know, and I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. He doesn't stop. Right. Yeah. He doesn't stop. And, and I think we have to believe like, I mean, to take it even a step further that if we are saying you know, I, I didn't plan to go here on the show, but if we're, if we're saying that there is freedom in education, we have to believe right. that God is calling one family into the public school right. and another into the private right. and another to homeschool. And right. we don't know the why, and we don't know the reason, and we can't see all the ways that God is using that person's right. story and the, the right. relationships they're going to make or the people they're going to impact or be impacted by. And right. so we are not, you know, it's like, Hey, reminder, you're not God. <laughs> and so right. you have to know, but we, we have right. to believe that he is actually truly leading one family to make one decision right. and one another. And that, right. and that, like you just said, your task in trusting God is to trust he'll provide the resources while that other right. family's task is to trust that he will provide the sustenance and the, uh, and sustaining their children in, right. and being the author and the finisher of their faith. And right. that they, you know, they won't be there to see every single little thing or protect their kid from every single little thing, but he is. And so 
it's just really crazy. And it's like a little scary to admit that, but it is, I think it's true. Right. Right. He, he is big enough to encompass both of those situations, you know, and, and be sovereign over them. Right. And I would say, you know, in correction daily, we get new mercies from God. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is because of his faithfulness that we get those mercies. So not ours, (laughs) not ours. That's exactly right. Yes. Man, it's been so encouraging and helpful. What would your kind of, if you were just sitting across the table from a mom who's Mm -hmm. just like agonizing over this decision, which is me right now, but also a lot of Mm -hmm. other women. And like I said, although I'm at the beginning of my journey with school and making these choices, I know that this is a year by year choice from, for many parents, you know, they're, they're really just trusting God with, with each year and the choice they're making. So I know there's moms in, in upper grades or with high schoolers who are reevaluating and what would your advice be to them today? Well, my first, my first advice would be, Hey, pray over this. And, and I would go into that knowing that they, they probably are praying about it, but pray and be specific in your prayers. And I would say, you know, get counsel, start with the word of God and then get counsel from your church. But I would say, you know, as you're laying things at, at the feet of, of Jesus, you know, your burdens, your, your praises, all of it, just to ask for direction. I mean, just to say, help me to help me Lord, as, as um, I navigate this and correct my course, correct my course. And I would say, again, I come back to you. I really think that it's a gift and a blessing that God will often use circumstances to help us make the best choice for our family. And sometimes the circumstances do change. I mean, they really do change. And, right. and that gives us an opportunity to go back to, to the Lord and say, Hey, am I, am I supposed to make a change now? So, you know, there's not always going to be a straight line in anybody's life ever for anything, whether it's, you know, Christian schooling or where I'm supposed to live or what job I'm supposed to have or just different things like that. So there's always an opportunity for God to shepherd your heart yeah. and to help you and to, help, uh, to, to teach you how to trust, right? Mm-hmm. To step out, like if you make the decision to um, put your children in private Christian school, to trust God that he's going to provide the resources, that he's going to provide, you know, system, a support system around you to affirm the decision that you've made. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's really encouraging and helpful. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing with us and sharing your story. Um, I know a lot of moms will be encouraged by your testimony of this. I hope so. I hope so. And I, I would pray to you that moms will not have to feel, if you will, shamed by a decision that they make, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be by, you know, family members who are like, you know, you're wasting it by putting your kids in private Christian school or family members who are just like, I don't understand why you wouldn't put your kids in private Christian school, you know, so that they don't feel any kind of shame. And maybe shame's not the best word, but um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, guilt. Yeah, and, yeah. guilt. Yeah, about the decision that they've made. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, you know, hey, it's for freedom that Christ set us free, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I would say, in that, there's there's freedom in in decision making as well. So yes, and if you're yeah. free, then if if the sun has set you free, you're free indeed. You're free indeed. That's right. Yep. John right. eight thirty six. Yeah. Well, thank you, Karen. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll be excited to share this with other ladies. Well, thank you for having me and and thank you for asking me. All right, guys. Well, 
that is our fifth of the six interviews of the series. Tomorrow, you are going to be hearing from the sixth and final lady that I chatted with, Rebecca Hargraves. And we'll be talking homeschooling, all things homeschooling. Rebecca and I were both homeschooled. And so we share our own perspectives as well, what it was like coming from families that homeschooled and kind of growing up in that way. So yeah, you're going to get both the mom's perspective and the kid's perspective tomorrow, which is kind of cool. We didn't plan that. It just ended up happening. And I think you'll enjoy it. So come back tomorrow for the final episode of the education series and have a great day.